Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer this morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for guiding us to do the right thing, Lord, and just showing us the right way, Lord, and just providing for our every needs, Lord, and blessing us throughout the day as we do whatever we need to do, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I also just thank you for just showing us how to reach other people, Lord, so that they can so that they can come to you, Lord, and that they have a better understanding of you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue to study the Lord's Word, to grow in relationship, not just in knowledge, but in relationship with Him. Mm -hmm. He's our God and we're His people. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for... Helping us do the study in the book of Acts. Amen. <laughs> this morning we're it's still in chapter 21, and we will continue our discussion on verses 15 through 25. So if you're just joining us for the first time, or if you have joined us before and need a refresh on those scriptures, I want to encourage you to pause this episode now and just take the time and opportunity to read through that section of scripture just to make it easier to follow along in the discussion with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. And now, we're going to open the floor, give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I will. All right, I promise. Well, the Lord is talking to me about um, Paul's general response to when the elders and James and the apostles told um, Paul to go into the temple and be purified with the four other men. And the Lord showing that Paul didn't say, no, I'm not going to do that. Then try to rush in and say, well, I already know I'm going to die here um, inside of Jerusalem. So I'm just go ahead and get, get over with and try to get out the Lord's alignment to make it go faster. <laughs> and the Lord is also showing me that especially happens with most Christians today. When the Lord says, hey, this is going to happen, we try to rush out without the Lord and say, I'm, and think that we're going to make it happen without him. And then when nothing happens, we go, Lord, I don't get it. You said this would happen, but it didn't happen. And so the Lord showed me that not to look at what the Lord says as we can do inside our own might, but also remember that the Lord is the one who does everything. And if you look inside of 1 John um, verse 4, where it says, this me paraphrasing that he was a life that he was a life in the life and light of men mm-hmm. and the Lord show me that inside of that verse it both talks about spiritual life and also physical life and by that it means that man can't live without the Lord at all and that the Lord is the one who sustains them both physically and spiritually Amen. Even in the permissive life, Mm -hmm. it is the gift of God to allow them to continue. They are enjoying the breath of God and the breath of life that comes from him and his his life. Um, So this is John, the gospel of John, chapter one, verse four says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. 
Is it the point the one you're referencing? Okay. Amen. And literally, it's by his generosity that anyone lives on the earth. But he gives, he is merciful to the just and the unjust, and he is good and gracious to all and gives everyone an equal and the same opportunity. He gives everyone a chance to come to him and to know him. And even if they decide not to, he is still gracious and allowing them to continue on the earth for whatever time frame they are here. Mm-hmm. Promise you had something else, sweetheart? And then there's also second response. And the Lord showed me that Paul didn't cut the, um, I believe James was speaking when he was telling Paul what to do. Peter, um, not Peter. Paul didn't cut him off and say, no, no, we're supposed to be doing this time um, throwing a party for me because I'm about to die. And he wasn't wallowing inside of self-pitying, pitying, going, oh, I know I'm going to have to die soon. And then trying to um, make, try to sap everything out of the moment, I'd say. <laughs> okay, he wasn't trying to live out all of his last wishes and mm. things like that. But I would have to say Paul knew that he wasn't going to die here. The Holy Spirit said tribulation and chains await, but he also mm-hmm. had another impression or um, understanding from the Lord that he must also see Rome. So God had already started ministering Amen. that to him. So he didn't know who was going to put their hand, who was going to holler first, who was going to you know, enact the wickedness specifically, but he knew that it would be something to do with the Jews stirring up trouble because that had been kind of the pattern throughout his ministry, and then he knew somehow he would be arrested, and they would likely try to kill him, but the Lord would deliver him as God had done in various other places. I'll deliver, I have people in this city, I'll deliver you out of their hands, but he knew he was going to go to Rome as well. So I, I love that about the, the wisdom of God and the compassion that our God has, so he can help us to walk and he gives us an opportunity to be a part of his plan. Then he helps us walk his plan out. But he also does that by telling us things that are coming. He may not lay out all the exact details all the time, but he gives us enough information that we can release our faith and have confidence in him and continue and, and cooperate with him and finish the call, finish the race that he's given us. But Charles, you had something, my love. I'm promised if you're, if you're still going, you can go. Oh, literally, she can go. Well, also, when we look at this, we tend to focus on Paul's reaction, but we have to look at also James and how he responds to it, meaning that we see that first James only brought this up after Paul had already given his usual, um, I'd say, journal of events, I call it, because he tends to do this every time he gets back to Jerusalem. He gives them a, a specific account of everything that was happening. But what I would like to bring out and the Lord was showing me was that this was only, this was not the forefront of their mind. They weren't looking to punish Paul or to make Paul do something or not do anything. This was solely as, um, I say, as it came up, meaning that they weren't looking for contention or trouble with Paul. And we see, meaning that when we see Paul, when he first greets the people and they're looking for trouble, it's among their first reactions to start accusing Paul, talking, Turning, turning, trying to tell him to do something. But we see here is that they were glorifying God originally and they understood what was the will of God. And also with that, um, I find it interesting because we see Paul is talking about the Gentiles and then James begins to talk about the Jews, which goes into how each one of us have certain people that the Lord wants us to minister to, meaning that we're not all supposed to look like carbon copies and all go to the same place at once. Or we think we should because we're missionaries or something of that sort. 
But each person has a specific role in the Lord and has a specific calling for some people. It may be to go to Africa, to Europe, or places like that, but others it could be around you. And mm -hmm. we see that's what is being described here as well, is that they're talking about, Paul has finished talking about his foreign ministry, meaning that those that are not inside of Israel at this point and mm -hmm. going to the Gentiles, and they're beginning to describe what's been happening locally and what the Lord's been doing for them and telling them to do. And mm -hmm. what does that do, sir? It builds up each other. Be okay. Um, mm -hmm. So so in there, right, in Paul's report of what is happening or what has happened in his, in his ministry, how the Lord has used him. In verse 20, it says how they, the elders, said all the elders were present, right? Although James is clearly is doing the most of the talking here, right? But all the elders were present, and they all glorified the Lord. What did Jesus say about his ministry? If you don't believe me, then what? Believe the signs, believe the believe works. Believe the works. Mm-hmm. Because they confirm or corroborate his words, right? Yes. So you have the same thing, or the same, similar thing here with Paul. Where Paul's saying, yeah, this is what the Lord is speaking to me, and this is what he's teaching me and showing me, and, and, right, and all the rest of that. But then he's saying, look at how, or, or look at what the Lord is doing. I'll say it that way. Look at what the Lord is doing. Not even through him, Right. And I, and I say this, he's doing it through him, of course. But I promise you, and you, honey, honey, brought up a, a wonderful point about um, a lot of times we, we like to go, well, look at me. And, and by we, I just mean people on the whole, right? Human flesh. Mm -hmm. Human flesh likes to go, look at me and look at what I'm, I'm doing for the Lord and how the Lord is using me and I should be revered and honored and... Yes, we should say, celebrate every place I go, right? And now mm -hmm. there's this, you know, especially when, well, we know there's a hardship or a trial coming up, right? Is that Paul's mindset here? No. no. Has that been Paul's mindset anywhere? Mm -mm. No. No, and actually, if we look throughout Scripture, all these people, whether it was Moses, right, the prophets, it wasn't about parties. It wasn't about all those things. It was about literally just doing the Lord's work. And that is why they're revered, not for the celebration in the day, right? And, 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 and by the day, I mean the time that they're alive. Exactly. They, they aren't duly respected in the time that they walk on the earth, but afterwards. Amen. Respected. Afterwards and hundreds and in some cases thousands of years later, it's, mm -hmm. oh man, yeah, we're so-and-so's children and oh man, this is our father. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, the Lord was like, well, how come you didn't treat them like that when they walked the earth? Right. And the Lord said, your fathers killed the prophets. They stoned <laughs> right. the prophets and then... You built their tombs. Exactly. And then go, look, there they lie. Here they are now. You know, you're like, wait a second, that's not right. Exactly. So just understanding that, right? For, it's easy to have a, I'll say the, again, a wrong perspective of things where we go, oh, well, well so-and-so has a great ministry and they should be honored. And yes, absolutely, they should be honored, Right. But we shouldn't be doing things just to be famous. Exactly. We should be doing things because that's what the Lord has called us to, and we're redeeming the time, seeking to only do what the Lord is asking us to do. We are honoring our Lord, but he said, the Lord already told us, if we do our acts before men to receive praise from men, then we've already received our reward. 
but he said we should not be doing that. We should be doing whatever the Lord tells us in in secret. I mean, you can't preach the gospel in secret per Clearly. se, but somebody's going to know you're preaching somewhere. Somebody's got to be listening to it. But doing it with the intention of I am seeking to please my heavenly Father, Amen. so that he his name is glorified, so that Jesus is exalted and lifted up, and then he gets the result that he wants, and I will look for him to reward me. And the scripture says it's not just the sweet by and by, even though that's the more important reward. If, if you got to choose, pick the eternal one. Amen. But since we have a good God who can do both, the Lord says that the Lord, the God who sees in secret will himself reward openly. Mm-hmm. And we let God bestow those rewards on us versus us trying to take them for ourselves and snatch them. But the humility that we see in the sincerity in Paul's heart, and even the, the disciples um, or the apostles here, the elders, the, you know, the sincerity is evident that it's not for their own personal gratification, but it's to go, look what the Lord is doing. God is great and he's gracious, but also to say he loves the Gentiles as well. He started this with Peter and he's continuing it because he's serious about it so that they can get on board with the will of God as well. Le Charles? Yes, and also when we look at this, um, we see was that Peter and James, not Peter, Paul and James, as they're talking, um, that they begin to move forward into the subject of which um, they weren't really going there to address, but it just happened to come up. And as they're addressing it, it's like Promise was saying that Paul was willing and able to receive it because he understood what was going on and what happened. And also, another thing that I like to bring up and I found interesting was that most times uh, we see that with Paul, it was the Jew. With Paul, it was the Jews that tend to stir up trouble around him. Mm-hmm. It was those who um, that mainly caused him trouble. So I think this is also an encouragement for Paul not to think evil of the Jews in his own mind or in his own perspective. Um, because we tend to, uh, as humans, we tend to label people by what they've done to us. We try, we group people, mm-hmm. um, either subconsciously or consciously, we tend to, you look like this and this is what's happened to me by people that look like this. So you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And we place that in our own minds. So I think, believe this is also an encouragement for Paul to continue to believe the best about everyone present, not just looking at um, the group in the general. Then well, also well, hold on there a sec, sir. It's not about believing the best, right? Yes. Paul, what was Paul's desire? Now, he states it later on. We'll, we'll get to it. It's in Acts, right? As he stands before Agrippa and others. He says, I wish that all men were exactly like me, that everyone was exactly like me, except for these chains. That they had a... So, in other words, what he's saying is that they had a full, not just knowledge of, but relationship with the Lord, that he was alive and active within them, and that his hand was upon them. That they were being led, that right, that they also were being shown, or many things are being revealed to them through Holy Spirit in their lives, not living in in darkness or with wool over their eyes, or something stopping their ears from hearing and seeing all that the Lord is doing and saying to them. Right? And it wasn't just about Jews. He said that all men, that all people were exactly like him. So it's not about believing the best in someone. It's that his desire was so for literally everyone, recognizing that everyone has the opportunity to be a child of God. 
He literally created everyone so that he would be their God and they would be his people, that he would be their father and they would be his children. But that's a choice. So his desire, regardless if it was Jew or Gentile, it was that everyone would enter into that relationship from the Lord, that they would receive all that the Father has for them, which begins with salvation. So it's not about believing the best. It's the desire is that they would have God's eternal best in their lives. Mm-hmm. And believing the best is an element of love, right? In 1 Corinthians, it believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, so I, I understand you're talking about him walking in, in love as well, which you, you referenced. Absolutely, but just to clarify, episode. right? There, mm-hmm. There's a, a huge difference. Amen. So, you know, uh, he wasn't, believing wasn't, the best is, can yeah. be argued as being a worldly term. So... That's not what, uh, just so for the listeners, that's not what you're saying here, but also understanding Paul's heart and his mindset. He wants you, as, as we all do, or we all should, want God's best for you in your life. Mm-hmm. But the love of God certainly is included in God's best. Amen. So. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. What else you got? And then also the Lord is reminding me of how we see in Earlier in Acts, how the disciples originally didn't allow Paul to join him. And we can see the progression on both parties, meaning that um, the disciples are beginning to accept Paul, meaning that originally they didn't consider him an apostle either because he hadn't been met their worldly criteria of what an apostle had to do or had to have done previously. But now we see them beginning to accept Peter and understanding the role that the Lord has him in, not just looking at what they thought think it should look like naturally Mm -hmm. accepting paul amen because the lord by the holy spirit had already confirmed that he approved of paul but still to their you know to their understanding at the time he was the one that was leading everybody away in chains and killing folks so it's natural to be a little bit cautious up front but after they heard what um, Barnabas said about him, but the Holy Spirit's approval resting on him, they, they accepted him. So that is definitely commendable because they could have been stubborn and said, nope, you, was, you started out as Saul, you always going to be Saul to me. Um, they could have absolutely taken that point, which would have been outside of the love commandment. So that is, that is absolutely commendable. What else, sir? That was it. Promise? Oh, and as LeCharles was saying that um, there was a progression on the um, apostles' part in accepting Paul, it was, was also talking to me about with Paul, and also Paul couldn't be songy say, hey, no, you didn't accept me at first, and then mm-hmm. try, to, try to rub what he was doing inside of their face, but he walked inside of love, and the Lord reminded me of how especially that's what most people would do if they're inside that situation, when they're giving the example to give what they're give account of what they're what they've been doing they might do it smugly mm-hmm. and as a result they burn down i'd say burn down the bridges for that relationship and mm-hmm. as a result don't fully enter into what the lord has for them amen faith works by love that's what the word tells us so it's impossible to have our faith fully active and working when we are disregarding the love of God, because that is what makes our faith powerful. So, you know, just keeping that in mind, 
there's no room for our human flesh and our fleshly mentalities and mindsets, as you referenced in the previous podcast, Layla, knowing people after the flesh and regarding them that way, uh, which is in Corinthians, there's no room for that in the things of God. Because if we are unwilling to walk in love towards our neighbor, if we're unwilling to forgive them for their sins, then we know how the Father feels about that. And that's something that will separate us from him. And it's not worth it, right? Plus, the joy that he had of being able to come and and fellowship with them would have been a missed opportunity. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. There's a lot to, to take in, as it were, and let the Holy Spirit minister to each one. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you for your love inside of our lives, Lord, and that we have the opportunity to go and share that with those around us, Lord, and that we can love them from your perspective, Lord, and from your standpoint, Mm -hmm. and love them, Lord, as though they have done nothing to us. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given us the mind of Christ, Lord, and that you have created us in your image, Lord, and that we are new creatures. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. and Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.